Hello, welcome to the NCETM podcast. I'm Gwen Trezida from NCETM Communications. This is a brand new mini-series of short podcasts that we're recording to support teachers with all the new challenges they're facing in the maths classroom this autumn after the long period of closures due to coronavirus. Now the pupils are back, but with many new restrictions to prevent the spread of the virus. Restrictions that mean teachers have had to adapt their practice and find new ways to implement some of their favourite teaching styles. We hope this podcast will form one way in which you, our listener, teachers, can gather ideas from one another to help you adapt to some of the new challenges. Each episode will focus on one specific challenge and I will talk to one teacher about how she or he has responded to that challenge. Today I have with me Martin Yeo, a Year 4 teacher from a junior school in Warwickshire. Hello Martin. Hello. First a bit of background about your school, its its size and its catchment and that sort of thing. Yeah absolutely, so I teach in a two-form entry primary school, I'm currently teaching in Year 4. I've been here uh, I actually joined last September in this school, so I feel like I've, only, I've not done a full year yet. <laughs> it's only ended up doing half a year. Um, and we have a, a wide catchment like so many different primary schools. We've got a high um, pupil premium uh, in this school, nearly 50%. So right. we, we have we have lots of different challenges, as do all schools. Yeah, yeah. And are you urban, rural? Uh, we're, we're sort of between the two. Now I asked Martin to come on this podcast after he expressed enthusiasm for using manipulatives in math lessons and um, and I wondered how he was managing this now so um, I asked him to come on the podcast and talk to us about that. So Martin can you start by just telling us how you'd use manipulatives in normal times? You know, how, what sort of role they played in your classroom? Absolutely I love that phrase normal times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so what I said like I, I come from a key stage one background and manipulatives, I was using manipulatives all the time, every lesson uh, constantly. And then when I moved into teaching to year four, I was really keen to continue that. And um, I, I was, you know, the manipulatives were available every day for the children. We had Numicon for different groups. It was all there. We had it all out um, and we were using it, you know, within the groups um, readily sort of thing. So it was, it was great to be able to use it. Um, and then and then things have changed. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. yeah. So what are the restrictions that the school has put in place that that uh, either stopping using them or restricting how you can use them? So we are able to use them. You know, we're in our class bubbles, you know, uh, as so many different people are. Um, but it's it's the handling of the objects. You know, we're not being restricted saying you can't use them. It's just if you do use them, the idea would be to clean them in between. We just haven't got enough for every child to have everything. So we've just had to sort of think of other ways to, to use them. So we are. So do you mean them. when you say you haven't got enough previously, would you have been sharing them between classes? Yeah. We, Which yeah, you can't do now. yeah. Sometimes yeah. we share things between classes. Sometimes we share them between groups. So, you know, there's not enough for every child to have their own set of Numicon. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's just not feasible in the same way. So we've mm. had to come up with different ways. Um, we are still using them. You know, I'm, I'm still I will still get the stuff out um, and I w- we will still use it. But we just have to I just have to consider the best, you know, when I absolutely want to use it. And, you know, have I got the time to then clean it afterwards so then another class can use it as well whereas before like you just said you then pass it to the next class and not really worry too much you know you just pass it on now you have to really consider when when you use it and how you use it and so are you using it less or have you found other ways around 
using? Yeah, less? so the physical things we're using less. However, it doesn't mean that I've stopped showing them and, and, and utilising them. So have got a visualiser, putting it under the visualiser, showing the children how to use it, getting a child to come up as well to use it as well under the visualiser. Then you know, actually, I haven't got to clean all of these manipulatives. I've just got to clean this little little set. As well, we're having little groups. They're still utilising them as well. And I mean, the biggest thing that I was raving in the mass CPT, uh, CPD chat about was um, Matspot, the, the right. website. Um, okay, tell us about that. Uh, it's so it's online manipulatives. It's a free website you can go to. I, I met the guy that designed it, and he's he's just yeah, he's one of those genius computer <coughs> geeks that can do everything with it. And so it's got deans on it. It's got place value counters on it. It's got ten on it it's got all the things that I would normally use but then they can see it on the screen and you can manipulate them you can move them so the children are coming up to the board and they're moving the place value counters they've not got the physical thing in their hand but they are still utilizing them and right. we've even got the iPads out and gone onto the website there so they can still do it using an iPad on, on uh, you know and then we haven't got as you know haven't got to get all of the, the things out yeah. and I've also found things like uh, so if you've got the deans that, or the base 10, sorry, the base 10 materials, a thousand block is really big. It's quite big. And if you want to show 10,000 of those, there's quite a lot to get out. Whereas on the on the um, math spot, it's it's a picture and you can drag them and it, it does it you know for you. So you can see them a lot easier. And I know other places do it as well. Smart Notebook we've used before, which can clone and can do it as well. But I've just found this website to just be something go to I know where things are I can see where it all is um, plus we've been able to send it um, home so during lockdown we were telling parents you know if you're struggling with this maths and you're trying to you know you haven't got these things at home go to this website and you'll be able to do it with your child um, so we found that to be really useful as well and have you had any feedback from parents on that do they know how to use them um, so we've had, it's more come from the children, so lots of our communication is more with the children based and telling them, you know, asking them to do things. And they've been really excited. And because we've used it in school, they've then gone home and used it and said, oh, I've used it. I did, I did, I did that. I showed my parents how to do it. With, like so many things, isn't it, when, especially with maths, parents are a little wary about how to do it. But if a child comes home and shows them what they're talking about, it, it usually clicks in, doesn't it? So when we're yeah. setting home learning... The parents can, oh, I don't know how to, you know, it, it's all strange to me. It's all different to the way I used to do it. <sighs> and if you give them the manipulatives, they suddenly can see those, what you're trying to get across. Right, right. And do you think, um, do you think there's anything lost by having it on screen rather than in your hands? I'm just thinking about your example of, of the thousand blocks and trying to get 10,000. I mean, there is something, isn't there, about having the, that, that volume that you can hardly carry across the classroom. Absolutely. The magnitude. Yeah. And that's the thing that you're losing, the physical thing in your hand, that magnitude of 10 1000s that helps them to see. Wow. And from that one, the base 10 of one to suddenly a thousand, they can really see how how much greater that is, the size of it as well. So um, how much do you think their understanding of what you're using the programs for um, is on the fact they've they're familiar with these this equipment already i mean if you were if you were giving some cpd to some teachers that had not used manipulatives before do you think it would be okay to start with online resources 
Um, That's a really good question. I think, I think yes, because they've seen and handled it and had it previous in previous years. That vision, you know, we talk about that concrete, pictorial, abstract. Basically, it's more pictorial an element of it. So they do need that concrete element as well to go with it. So it all makes it, uh, you know, helps to work together. Um, so I do think they need that physical element as well. And I, I wouldn't necessarily go straight for the the pictorial and, and the online. I, th I think I think you, it's like everything. You need a balance. You need a mix of everything. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe in in the current situation, it'll be worth uh, teachers having a little bit under the visualizer as well as what they can get online. Absolutely, I, you know, there's nothing that can beat having the physical thing in your hand and, and, <laughs> and, and moving it and and being able to manipulate it yourself, and even as well making those as well. I've seen so many places where they'll make bundles of ten straws, you know, uh, or in the outside environment where you're making bundles of ten sticks. To make groups of tech, you know, there's there's so much value in in doing that. So, do you think you'll go back to using the actual practical equipment as soon as you possibly can? <laughs> I think I think yes. I think I definitely want to to, to use them more. Um, but also, I think it'll it'll be a nice. You know, I'll try and get that mix. I'll try and reach that balance um, where showing them a bit more as well and being able to to do it on the screen. And I think I'll, I will continue with it being sent home because there's no way I can send all these things home. You know, we can't send these manipulatives home. Mm -hmm. So it is a, an element that we can use for children to use at home. Yeah, yeah. I imagine the practicality as well of getting out a whole load of equipment can take some time. And, and maybe if you just want to show them something quick, you can see how the online option might be, might be preferable in situations. Yeah, and it can be, yeah. But... Um, it's it's like anything, isn't it? It takes it takes training for the children yeah. to understand, and especially when they get a bit older, they they take responsibility. You know, I don't put the things away; they put it all away. They can sort it all out as well. That must be refreshing after being in key stage one. <laughs> well, again, a key stage one, they they can tidy up, they can put <laughs> things away as well. They're very good, and sometimes better than key stage two <laughs> with their tidying. You know, it just it just depends. Well, thank you for talking to us, Martin. Um, I hope you've given our listeners some ideas about using manipulatives, even if they can't actually let children touch them at the moment. And to those of you listening, if hearing Martin has got you thinking, do let us know. Our Twitter handle is at NCETM, and we're also on Facebook, or you can email us, info at ncetm.org.uk. And if something's arisen in your maths lesson since reopening that you think would be useful for us to explore in this series, then please do get in touch. We want to make these interviews as useful and as responsive as possible. You may also be thinking about remote teaching at the moment or individuals may be isolating, in which case have a listen to our learning in lockdown series from last term where teachers discuss the challenges of managing home learning. All episodes are on our shiny new website. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>